Hello and welcome to Cut 2 Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Hamilton, and I'm joined by my co-host, Connor. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is a special double episode. We wanted to do this, what, last week with um, San Andreas and... No, 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 we wanted to do it with Tomorrowland and Poltergeist, but that didn't work out. Um, so we're going to do it with Spy and Entourage. Those are... To the only two movies out this weekend, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, no. Insidious no? is also oh, out. Well, who cares about Insidious? I'm seeing it tomorrow. So. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Big spender. Not really. Oh, wait. Somebody's paying it for you? Yeah. Oh. His little sugar mama? Yeah. Her name's Alexander Forbes. Oh, hey, Alex. <laughs> um, we're joined tonight by a special guest. You may know him from Twitter as the one true Carl. It is Carl Taylor Jr. Say hello, Carl. Woohoo. Hello. Uh, Carl gained a bit of notoriety a couple months ago um, with uh, his Civil War memes, which sort of drove everyone crazy. Thankfully, he's toned that down. Um, but recently he got into a big fight with Devin Meenan, and I think Carl here's the reason Devin left Twitter. I don't Carl, even know the full story. Yeah, Carl, why don't you tell us what, like, your side of the story. I, we have to have Devin on sometime so he can tell us about all these fights he gets in with Colin, who is uh, at <laughs> Duck is God. Um, and he's got to explain this whole thing with Zoe. Um, but why don't you give us your side of the story? So, before the main fight, there was another small fight about, like I said, Grant Ward was, from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., was the best MCU villain. Okay. So, that's but, and he is not, that, let's, let's just, he is not the, the best MCU villain. Yes, yes, he is. Who he is? Grant Ward from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You don't watch that show. Oh, no, I don't. And I'm actually not going to watch season three. Well, I'll give it a chance. I'll give it like half a season. I think I've said this before, but go on. So you said Grant Ward's the best MCU villain. This is obviously not true. Um, uh, from In my perspective, he's not the best, <laughs> but I guess you think that he's the best. Can you explain that? Why is he the best? Because he's like cold and calculating, killed his own family. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but, the, but Loki didn't but, do that. So I Loki, think Loki's ready. Loki's ready to kill his own family. Yeah, but he hasn't. That's the point. Well, actually, he did. You, kill, he did dumb? kill. He, actually, he did kill his own family. And Thor, he killed his father, yeah. his biological father. Stop! You're pulling strings here. I'm, Carl's the one pulling strings. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. This is the reason. Why but go on. Okay. So, started. so the fight started because you said Grant Ward was the best MCU villain. And Devin did not agree with that statement? No, then he just started bashing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so I just told him to watch Season 2. For Which is horrible out. advice because Season 2 was just trash. But, yeah. you know, once again, you know, I'm... Two is awesome. Two for Carl... Uh, zero for Carl, two for Devin. Go on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, it just, like, spiraled into this huge argument that ended with him blocking me. I can't mm -hmm. believe he blocked you over that. Apparently, he blocked Josh Costella as well. Well, that's you know that's with, with him leaving. But the, uh, so Carl, he blocked you after this fight about Agents of Shield. Now, does Devin did he mention watching the show at all? 
He said he watched like a few episodes of season two, but okay. That's just like the first half of the main like fight, like what led up to him leaving Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then, and like, so this was the smaller fight, and then what's the big, the big yeah. fight with that? That because he blocked you, and that I guess that sparked the big one. Yeah. Well, the big fight was when Carl called Devin's mom a fat piece of shit. What? <laughs> whoa, whoa, no. Do you forget, Connor? Jeez, do you forget so? So quickly, this is a family-friendly podcast. I'm sorry. I'm I have sorry, not marked us as explicit on iTunes. I've been drinking. Wow, is that family-friendly enough for you? Uh, well, yeah, they let Iron Man do it, so hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he blocked you, and that sparked the big fight. Yeah, and a week later, right, he unblocked me. We made our peace. Then I made a joke about the fight. Then he got pissed off and then blocked me again. What? So maybe duck would do. So maybe it's best that Devin sort of took a a break, a little siesta well, have, from Twitter. I have, I have inside knowledge because I've been talking to Devin. Well, let, well, when Devin comes on, we will talk about this inside knowledge. We'll let but Devin is, defend but see, himself. But is he coming back? When is he comes he on this show, when Devin Meenan comes on this show, we will discuss Devin's inside information. It's like Judge Judy. She says, no hearsay. You're I mean, this, this is not a trial, but I'm just saying we need Judy. to let him defend himself. And you can talk about your inside information when he is here to defend himself. I guess I kind of like, did I bash him a little bit? Devin, if, I, if you feel I bash you a little bit with the whole agent. Well, no, I, I, I ruled in his favor. I gave him two points. Carl lost. Yeah, okay. Because anyway, Carl Carl's arguments were weak. Enough with Caleb's. Carl, your arguments are weak. You need to send it to the gym. They must have skipped leg day. Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just saw Entourage, so I'm all in a bro mode. Uh, well, let's move God. on to the main main part of the episode, which is our discussion of Spy and Entourage. Um, so Carl and I saw Entourage. Connor saw Spy. We wanted to give you guys you know, a look into the choices it, unfortunately we didn't have anyone here to see uh insidious three i don't think anyone's interested in seeing insidious three it looks really scary it, came out this week. it looks really scary i saw the previews when i went to see um it follows which was also really scary no it wasn't uh, well i was scared mm. <laughs> okay i was scared mm -hmm. um so let's start with carl you're the guest why don't you tell us your thoughts on Entourage, but first, before, are you a fan of the show? I've never seen the show before. Wow. Okay. All right. So you are. I'm a fan of the show. So yours, like yours, is like an outsider opinion. So let, yeah, this is great. Go on. Give us your thoughts. Well, I know usually outsider opinion about Entourage is like it's about a bunch of douchebags, but I didn't get that vibe in the movie at all. Like, it just seemed like a normal, like friendship comedy, like bro comedy. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know. It has stuff for everybody. It has stuff for everybody. Like boobs, bikinis, fast cars, fast women, Ronda what? Rousey, arm breaking and shit. Then Entourage is for you. Well, what if people don't like that? Sort of those boobs and bikinis, sort of, that's kind of movie. Then they can appreciate the family values. The family values? Yes. What family values? 
Well, I guess, you know, they all, you know, the bros that live together stick together. That sort of thing, yeah. you know. Like a brotherly sort of relationship between the guys. Yeah, brotherly love. Now, coming out of the movie, would you go back and watch the series? Yeah, I might. You might. I probably would. I think I would. Seems interesting enough. See, because going in, it sort of, sort of requires that, that sort. Of, well, it doesn't really require it because I was with my parents who had never seen an episode, and they were really enjoying it. You know, they were laughing at the jokes and everything. I think they really yeah. you know, enjoyed it. Um, so it doesn't really require a lot of background knowledge into the show. I mean, there's a few. I'm sure you were confused about. Um, Sloan and E and the whole pregnancy thing. Um, You see, stuff like that requires background knowledge in in Ari's retirement. I'm sure you had no idea what they were talking about. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you you enjoyed yourself. Out of five stars, we'll go with Letterboxd. Out of five stars, what would you give Entourage? I'd give it about like 3.5. 3.5 out of five. That's not bad. Not bad. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Connor. Yes. We're going to do a little, we're going to take a break from Entourage. Connor, your thoughts on Spy. On Spy. Okay. Um well, I was honestly surprised when this film started getting good reviews about a week and a half ago. Um I do enjoy Melissa McCarthy. I like her humor. Um, but I guess Tammy really left me burned. Uh, that was a really bad movie from her and it kind of made me very, uh, apprehensive about spending my money seeing another comedy starring her. Uh, but like I said, it started getting really good reviews about a week ago and I thought, oh, they'll drop if anything, it'll It'll get like a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's actually still at like a 94% and has like a 75 on uh, Metacritic. And I have to say, this is probably the funniest comedy I've seen in quite a while Uh, for a few reasons. Jason Statham, it's so awesome to see him in a role that you wouldn't expect to see him in. He's basically playing a dork and a buffoon who thinks he's a complete badass. Um, you have these hardcore actors like Jude Law, who you usually see in comedy, uh, not comedies, dramas, although he's, he's done some lighter stuff. Uh, an example would be Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr. And it was nice to see him sprinkled into the, uh, the film. But the main reason why this film works so well is because for the first time, uh, audiences, um, they get to laugh with Melissa McCarthy rather than at her. Uh, in the past, she's always pl- played a very, s- not stupid, but she's played a buffoon. She definitely played that in Tammy, and mm-hmm. I just thought the jokes really didn't work. And at the halfway point in the film, Tammy became like a really bad Lifetime movie. Um, but even in Bridesmaids, which I love, her character is kind of a, a buffoon. And this film... She doesn't play an idiot. She's actually quite smart. It just starts off with her being very socially awkward and unable to stand up for herself. But once she becomes an agent out on the field, uh, you have the audience rooting for her. And most of the jokes flew, and they and they hit high. There's 
Rose Byrne in this movie is probably the highlight, at least for me. Every uh, line she had was hilarious. And if anything, this film really got me excited to see what uh, the director and Melissa and everyone involved with Ghostbusters can do. If they can bring this amount of uh, camaraderie as a cast and they can uh, deliver this not edgy, but very out there humor and make it all work and still have a, uh, a decent story, then I'm very much excited for Ghostbusters. And I don't know how to pronounce his name. Paul Fine? Paul Feen? Paul Feig. Feig. Or f- yeah, I think so. The action yeah. he shot Paul in this Feig. movie was actually... It was doable. I was surprised. I mean, he's he's mostly a comedy director, but there are some... Not impressive, but well-shot action scenes with Jude Law in the beginning and end of the movie. So it, it gives me some hope that the action scenes in Ghostbusters won't just be a throwaway. It's not going to just be a comedy film. Mm-hmm. So overall, I'd probably give Spy a 75 to 80%. Um, it was a lot better than I expected. Let's, let's do out of five. Um, out of five, I'd give it a 3.5 or four stars. I'm, oh, I'm in the middle okay. of choosing. Uh, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I, I was pleasantly surprised how funny I thought it was. Now, you say that in this movie, you get to laugh with McCarthy rather than at her, and you get to root for her character. But wouldn't you say that's also true for the heat? Mm, I mean, I she did play a bit. She did play just a tad bit of a buffoon in that. But yeah, I thought in she the was end, in that movie, know. in the end, yes, I suppose. But you don't have to wait until the end in this movie. By like the the forty minute mark, she's already starting to become, you know, not not so bottled up and shy. She becomes like 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 I said, like within the forty minute mark, she becomes a spy mm. out on the field. So she kind of has to become right. strong and and take care of business herself see because you say that she's not a buffoon but i've just just in the trailers you know it made her look like you know it's one of her one of these same characters she's always played especially yeah, the scene it, where she like drives that little um little motorbike yeah it's and she funny. lands in the cement and she's you know all those little lines she has in the trailers literally probably from the first five to ten minutes of the film I mean, the scooter part and, and those scenes where she has that dark hair, that's like in the middle of the movie. But all those scenes where she's cracking those stupid jokes with the blonde hair is like in the first 20 minutes of the film. Oh, okay. Carl, have you seen the trailers for Spy? Yes, I have. And is that a film that you would check out this weekend? If you had to choose between Entourage and Spy, which one would you recommend? Well, I mean, you haven't seen Spy, but... I know you saw Entourage, but just based on let's let's compare the trailers. Cause I'm, I'm sure you saw the trailer for Entourage too. Would you recommend Spy or Entourage? I would say Entourage. Entourage. Okay. Connor, um, I'm sure you would recommend Spy, as you voiced. You had much venom in your voice when I suggested you go see Entourage. Well, it's just because I tried watching the first season, I think, a few years ago, and it just wasn't my cup of tea, which surprised me a little bit because you would think a show about Hollywood would interest me, but I just don't like any of the guys. I find them all annoying. It's just, you know. Oh. Yeah. I gave you my HBO Go password to give it fresh eyes and... Well, I used that pass to watch Game of Thrones. So oh, I that's made the right. Decision. Well, I, oh. no, I originally gave it to you to watch Game of Thrones, and I'm glad you you're you're like a fan now. But now I need you to watch Entourage, and I'm sure there's other people out there, 
and they would back me up on this, but you need to see Curb Your Enthusiasm as well. I wish they would make a Curb Your Enthusiasm movie. But Larry would David, anyone see that? Excuse me? No. Yeah, well, you see, exactly. all right, so now I'm going to get into my review because that I want to bring that up. Yeah, go into your review before you go off and on a spiel. On a tangent? Or should I die in a fire? Excuse me? Sorry. I'm afraid of fire. Sorry. I'm not I'm not really afraid of fire. No, all right, not. so I was a fan of Entourage. Well, let me say let me start. At the end, I was a fan of Entourage because I didn't know anything about it until there was all this talk of the series finale. So around that time, I'd just gotten HBO, and HBO Go had just come out. So I said, huh, I'll use that to catch up on Entourage before the final episodes start airing. And I think I got through it in a matter of three weeks, just catching up. And... I absolutely loved the show. It was hilarious, and in my eyes, and I'm, and I'm almost certain that it's almost true to life. You know, of course, some things are you know embellished upon, but just the Hollywood process is just portrayed so truthfully. I feel in this show, it should it, it's not told from you know the studio head's perspective not told from the producer's perspective, it's told from the star's perspective. And it shows you their rise and their fall and then their rise again. It's like, it's a roller coaster of a series. I mean, you know, you've got two seasons, two, three seasons of like highs and then there's like a season and a half of just lows. Like he, like he, he falls from grace. It's so, it's just, it's just a really good show. It's not all about. I mean, yes, there's a lot of this this bro code, you know, douchebaggery stuff going on, but that's not the core of the show. The core of the show is this group of friends who are based on um, Mark Wahlberg and his, you know, his rise in Hollywood. Um, so it's not, you know, it's about these friends and, and their journey together in Hollywood. Um, the movie is continuation of that really I mean it takes place I think about a few months after the series finale back in 2011 so um, and I've got a couple of criticisms about that but I really enjoyed myself it was like watching a two-hour episode but it's like it's it's like the show never went off the air like they get right back into it it's it's just really great if, if you're a fan of the show. And Carl, who's not a fan of the show, I'm surprised he enjoyed it. I, my, I'm surprised my parents enjoyed it. My mom said, what are we going to see? I said, Entourage. She said, oh, isn't there anything else playing? She was, she was like, oh, oh, Spy. What about Spy? I'm like, yeah, that's not playing uh, right now. It's playing at 930. She's like, oh, that's too late. I'm like, yeah. Well, what, what about San Andreas? She's like, yeah, uh, San Andreas. You, you need to see a movie like that on the big screen. I'm like, oh, sorry, that's not playing either. And plus, I've already bought the tickets. So, but she really enjoyed it, I think. And I loved it. Um, I would give it a three out of five. They've, and this is my problem with the movie. It's supposed to take place in 2011. However, you see all these cars 2014 Corvette Stingray. 2015 yeah. Cadillac Escalade. Um, there's 
a poster for the Jinx, which just came on HBO. Um, that's and that's uh, that, that's good marketing for HBO. That subtle you know, product placement in there because this is based on an HBO series, and they make references to events you know in pop culture that hadn't happened yet in 2011, and you see them on the red carpet at the. At last year's Golden Globes, you see George Clooney with his new wife. They definitely were not married in 2011. You see um, Emma Stone, who wasn't as big of a star in 2011 as she is now. So there's, you know, some anachronistic. There's some an- anachronisticity. I think that's a word. I hope that's a word yeah. um, to this film. Um, but that does not take away from it. I mean, it's if you if you like the show. It's it's still the same kind of comedy. I'm just I'm just a bit upset that they didn't let Jeremy Piven go all the way as Ari. I mean, they could have blown it out of proportion in this film, but maybe that's good that they didn't. Um, yeah. Another thing is that it that maybe it wasn't a good thing is that it felt like an episode. It there's a cold open, and then it goes right into the opening credits, which uses the original show's theme and it's the same sort of style with all this you know all the actors names and lights and everything going down sunset boulevard oh yeah oh you you recognize that connor oh i was just watching a funny video and i thought oh yeah sorry i'm not listening to you right now why oh because i don't care about your thoughts about Elton orange you're ruining this episode You were no, what's wrong I was, with America. I was actually, I actually uh, watched an episode of Conan the other night, and he had one of the guys on, and they had the guy who actually says "Oh yeah" in the theme song on the show, uh-huh. and he said that like twenty times. So it, oh, it stuck in my head, and I oh, just okay. remembered it. So. Yeah. Well, that was a really awkward time. I guess you're welcome. Yeah. That's basically what I'm saying. You're welcome. So it was sort of built like a, a, a an episode because there's some really awkward cuts. To different scenes like you there's like you you're, you're dramatic one minute and then you just cut to um just something comedic it's it's not it, it was put together in a strange way like they're trying to you know they didn't have the feel for cinema that they that they needed so there could have been some better edit choices um could have been a bit less televisual it was It didn't look like a TV show. It it, it just felt like one. Um, yes. But the one thing I did I did really like. Um, maybe it's just weird. The song that plays over the opening um, scene is Royal Blood's uh, "Figure It Out." I really like Royal Blood. Their new British band, two guy band. One guy plays a bass. One guy on the drums, it's, it's, and they sound like there's more people in it, but it, it's really only just two guys. Um, and that's that's one of my favorite songs off their debut album. Um, so I thought that was really cool and very interesting choice to open the movie with because the song really doesn't go with what was happening, um, a yacht party. Um, so that was interesting, um, but also really cool. So, yeah, so would I give it a three out of five? If you're a fan of the show... You'll love it. If you're not a fan of the show, you might like it. Carl surprisingly liked it enough to give it a half a star more than I did. Um, Connor's never going to see Entourage. It should have, I, I really think that they should have just played it on HBO. It's an HBO series. 
I'm sure you know all the fans are going to go to the theater to see it. Um, but I think also behind the scenes, I think they they financed it and made enough you know behind the scenes to get it a theatrical release and really fought for that. I guess they really believed in the movie just like they really believe in Vince's movie, which is a huge part of the whole film. Um, but yeah, so like I said, fan of the show, go see it. Not a fan. Maybe watch a few episodes of the series before you decide. Um, but yeah, that's what I think of Entourage. Three out of five stars. And it, and actually, it doesn't even set up a sequel, so that's you know that's good. Even though there's yeah, there's a little bit of a little bit of a setup, but not much. I guess they aren't really expecting much. So uh, so yeah, Connor, any any other thoughts? Connor, any other thoughts? Sorry. What are you doing? Nothing. So why aren't you here? I am here. No, you weren't just a second ago. Where were you? I was sleeping. What is your, <laughs> what is your problem? <laughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> Carl, any other thoughts? Any other, anything you want to address while we're here? Yeah, Ke- Caleb said he saw it with his parents, and there's like a lot of scenes where you just didn't see it with your parents. Um, I just want, want to know how, how they reacted to it. My parents? How they yeah. reacted to... I, I saw know, what, Gone Girl with my mom. Game. So... Okay. I think I saw... I don't... I don't no, no, no. Now, now I'm sounding... Now I'm setting myself up for, for something. I don't see a lot of movies with my mom. I used to take her when I was getting press screenings, which I still do, but, I, but because of my job internship I couldn't go to them so I hadn't been to one in a while um, but I, I go to the movies with my friends now but this was a thing you know, we had gone to Costco and I'm like hey I need to go see this movie she's like oh I think I might go to the movies too I'm like oh okay so we just went and then my dad he, he called me he's like where are you all I'm like we're at the movies and he's like oh, why the F didn't you tell me I'm on the way I'm like you want me to get your ticket he's like yeah get my ticket so then he shows up like five minutes into the movie and walking, he walks all the way down. I'm like waving at him. He walks all the way down, like to the front of the screen, like dances across. Like, and my mom's like, "We we don't know him. He's not with us." <laughs> yeah, so it's always a always an adventure going to the movies with my parents. Um, but I think they really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I don't think it was really awkward. Um, seeing that stuff. I mean, it wasn't that bad. Um. You know, what, no, what no. was shown. I mean, I, I've it's the same caliber as what you see on Game of Thrones. You know, it's typical HBO, half, half, half assed sex scenes, you know. Nothing. Ass, nothing. titty, titty. Yes. There were a lot of titties. Yes, right. There were a lot of titties. But not, not, not too many. I mean, it was tastefully peppered in. They weren't, they weren't out there. Yes. Like, I'm sure. Sh- like, Go on, Carl. It wasn't just like a bunch of titties all of, out of nowhere. Like no, no, they were you know like throughout. Yeah, just just a few here and there, um, which surprised me because they could have gone you know could have put a lot more in. It's not like yeah, Piranha like Triple body. Double D or whatever. I'm sure there were titties flopping out yeah. all over the place in that one. I didn't see it. I I'll have to see it one day maybe. All right, Carl. Thank you very much for coming on with us. Um, 
Thank you for at the last minute as well. Um, yes, we know you, you had to change your schedule around. We really appreciate that. Um, we'll see you on the Twitter if you don't start a civil war between now and then. Okay. Even though I won that and it was my fault. Well, that's debatable. We'll we'll see what Devin has to say when we get him on. Uh, Carl. I'm sorry? After he started stalking me on Ask and Twitter. Oh. Oh, Ask FM. That now that's a whole other animal, um, and we'll have to discuss that another time. Connor, any final thoughts? I say that Devin, if you're out there somewhere listening, you may be gone, but we will never forget you. <laughs> I think I think Devin is lurking on Twitter. Um, Devin, stop it. Just jump right back in. You know, I think, I don't think you've tarnished your reputation that much. I think people are ready to, ready and willing to accept you once again. What do you say, guys? What do you think? Stella won't be ready. Josh Costello? Uh, well, we need to have Josh uh... Costello on, too. We need to have him on. I think he'd be a great guest. Not as good as Carl, though. Yeah, I'm the best. Um, all right. So that does it for this episode of Cut to Podcast. Episode 10 is next. Connor, episode 10. Did you think we would ever make it to episode 10? 10 whole episodes. Yeah, wow, man. Uh, we're, we're, we're throwing around the idea of something big. Right, Connor? Decade like, episode to me. It's gonna blow people's minds. Um, it has to do with Google, and it. We're may... getting Steve Jobs. Oh wait, wait, he's dead, Connor. Didn't he die in 2011? <laughs> Connor, he's my hero. Huh? He's yeah, my hero. Bored. I know. We make fun of you all the time for that. You know, Steve Jobs is the only, the only computer guy, like the only like tech guy who has a his own action figure. You know that, okay? Out. So he's like he's like a superhero to me. Oh, all right. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, we're 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 talking we're talking we're talking about a live episode, which will be <gasps> live streamed via Google Hangouts, um, featuring some past cut to podcast guests such as Jamie Rogers, Jasper, Kresdi Hyde, uh, Devin Meenan who has been on the show before. All right, Jesus. Oh, my God. And uh, if Carl is available, he will be back, hopefully. People don't get don't get the joke when I suck my teeth, but... You're such a jerk-off. Episode 10 <laughs> is coming up next week. It's our 10th episode. It's a milestone for us, because we didn't think we'd be back, and we, we were. We came back, so we, I think we need to celebrate. Um... So, yeah. So that's what we're talking. We're planning it. It'll be uh, next uh, next Friday. When's the 13th? Is that Friday the 13th? It's oh, no, that's, that's a Saturday. Saturday. That's a Saturday. Sorry. Next. I don't know why I have Friday the 13th on the mind. Strange. I, it'll, I guess it's because um, Jason, the woman who played Jason's mom passed away earlier this week. Right? 
What? You're right. She did. She passed away. Yes. So. Um. So yeah, that'll do it for us here at Cut Tooth Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you live maybe next week. More details will be posted on our Twitter. Oh, Carl, why don't you? Be, I'm so silly. Carl, before we let you go, why don't you promote your Twitter so people can follow you and get in on this, 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 this. this. This ongoing saga. Yes. I was hoping it'd be over, but yes, my Twitter account is the one two Carl, all, all one word. It's Carl with a C. That's that's important to know because some people spell it with a K. Yeah. There's a guy with a K that Carl could be me, but Carl Alden. Right. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. just launched like a YouTube to like review movies. The hell? You didn't you didn't see his review of um he did one on San Andreas. No, I didn't see it. Oh. Alright. Well, that's at the one true Carl, Carl with a C. <laughs> so that's the one true Carl at the one true Carl with Carl with a C. And I'm at Connor Films, C-O-N-N-O-R. Not E-R, because some people do make that mistake, and Connor gets really upset. I'm not Connor Kent from the Superman comics. You don't spell my name with an E-R. It's an yes, Connor. Connor. And I am Caleb H92, and I will be posting details about the live episode, if it's happening, when it's happening, who's involved. Um, big talks this week. So be on the lookout for that. Um, for the third time tonight, thank you for tuning in. This has been Cut to Podcast. We love you all. Good night. <laughs>